Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, November the 21st, 2021. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to discuss a very nice five-game NBA main slate today. And I say main slate with quotations around it because we have an early game and then we've got some of the sites having a three-game slate tonight, some of them having four. So to make a long story short, we're going to cover all five games that are being played in the NBA today. And we are offering our members solo uh, slate for that first game with the Dallas and the Clippers. And then we're offering the three and four game full slates uh, again for DraftKings, FanDuel and Yahoo. And again, uh, we also will provide a coach's clipboard for DraftKings, which will give you five highlighted players and the rest to choose from, and then uh, full lineups, both for FanDuel and Yahoo. All right, we're going to dive in fast today. I want to get this up out there so everybody that's NBA fans can jump on it um, and get their lineups built. But we know that Sunday is an NFL day, and our boys Andrew, uh, Crash, and Omaha Joe have done a terrific job putting all that information out. Also, our Analytics director John Wehausen has all of our uh, anal analytics posted uh, in the NFL chat. So come check us out. You can get a, a board at D, uh, just go to dfscoachtalk.com. You can get as little as a three day membership for $10, as it says scrolling across the bottom here, or five day for $19. Love to have you check us out. Um, if you want to check us out on Twitter, we're at dfscoachtalk. I am at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And of course, when you check these out on YouTube, if you're watching right now in a premiere fashion, as the podcast is just posting, or uh, throughout the day, just take a second. It's our only ask of the show. Uh, thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and then put a little comment below. Enjoyed it, question, whatever it is. That really helps us move up the algorithm here at uh, on YouTube. And uh, hit the little alarm button or alert the bell, whatever you want to call it up there in the corner. That lets you know whenever a Coach Talk podcast comes out. And we do 11 podcasts per week, seven live days of NBA coverage, three solid uh, football podcasts. And then uh, after this break, we'll be doing the PGA podcast weekly on Wednesday. So. All right, we're ready to dive into this. No more messing around. This is just going right after it. Now, a couple of things I do want to say. I know it's going to be a busy day for everybody. I know that NBA gets lost in the shuffle sometimes on Sundays. That's to be expected during the NFL season. But there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of uh, money that goes into these basketball uh, slates that really people are watching football and they're missing news. And there's massive news. Let's let's face it. This last week or two have been just incredible with how many people, you know, are out or in or questionable. Constant movement of lineups right before lock as the evening or, or whatever goes on. So you, you need to follow it and let us do all that work. I'm, you know, watching this as the minutes go by here because we have giant news. How about a slate that has Luka Doncic questionable? The Joker, questionable, and one Mr. LeBron James, questionable. So 
that just goes to show you right off the bat, it's only five games. We have three of the possible highest scores on the slate, all questionable still. So I'm going to break this down, go game by game, give you some of the analytics, the odds, the numbers, my view of the game. But it is imperative to, to join back in here. Check us out in Discord or on Twitter, wherever you can find us. And we will update some of the information as it goes and make sure that uh, we have strong lineups in there for our members. Okay, we have an afternoon game. Here we go. 3.30 Eastern. It's the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers are only favored by two here, which makes me wonder if Luka is going to make a, a per, uh, appearance. That's a little surprising. But he is uh, right now. The line is two. It's two thir- <clears throat> 213.5 total. 105.75 implied for Dallas, 107.75 uh, for the LA Clippers. As I mentioned, we've got Luca questionable, and Maxi Kleba is actually questionable, and he was playing fantastic ball. He's missed several games. Uh, this would be his first one back, so not playable uh, first one back, but something to keep an eye out because it will affect the rotation with Porzingis and Powell, Finney Smith, Cully Stein, those kind of guys. Um, on the Clippers side, Johnson is uh, probable. Kawhi Morris Preston out. So very interesting. The Mavs come in at nine and six. The Clippers are nine and seven. So an important game. Uh, they uh, The Mavericks play the Clippers two games in a row. So uh, very important here for both teams to not come out of this Uh, 0-2. So they're going to both be scrapping. It should be a good game. It's a solo game that we're going to play all over the place, but we need to know the Luka news. As of right now, Luka is, uh, you know, they have him penciled in. I'm not so sure of that. Uh, We need to see as that comes through. As far as pace goes, Dallas 23rd, the LA Clippers 6th, so pace up for the Mavs, pace down for the Clippers. Offensive efficiency, Both teams below average, 17th and 22nd, respectively. Pace, Dallas, 20th. The Clippers are playing fast, uh, or I'm sorry, defensive efficiency. Dallas is 20th. Clippers are second. So we know the Clippers are tightening the screws on defense, which makes it a little bit tougher, even though it's a pace-up game for Dallas. Um, And they're doing all that without Kawhi, which is pretty darn uh, impressive. All right, as far as it goes, you know, if Lucas, let's say Lucas in, uh, is he playable first game back? I mean, Lucas always playable. His price is super high. So, you know, that has to be considered. I wouldn't quite trust it, and I'm not sure he's going to go. Uh, if he does, you know, it does lessen some of the, the pop from some of the other guys. Brunson's still playable either way. Certainly a, a must if Lucas sits. Uh, The secondary guy, Porzingis, I mean, he's playing well. He's going to get some tough defense uh, from Batum probably in this game and and a couple other guys. But Porzingis, definitely playable if Luka's out, Um, even though, you know, for Luka, it doesn't matter when Porzingis is in as far as his usage. When Luka's out, Porzingis' usage does go way up. So he has to be a consideration the secondary guys I would talk about uh, from Dallas would be Hardaway Jr., you know, hit or miss. Um, and, 
you know, really after that, it just it becomes very difficult because you're getting a lot of mixture uh, of a lot of guys. And I really don't trust uh, any of them. So let's get the news on Luca uh, and then we'll look at Hardaway, Porzingis and Brunson as uh, part uh, possible uh, guys to roster. As far as the Clippers go, looks like, you know, you get some more balanced pricing after the expense of Paul George. Um, Paul George is a good play here. No question. He's a good play uh, all the time because they're a one-star team now. And, you know, a lot of teams have two, three, four guys really chopping up the usage. But he's Paul George is the man there. He's very playable. He will get Finney Smith defense. Finney Smith can defend. So I don't think it's going to be a ceiling game for George, but still may be necessary uh, in solo slates. Reggie Jackson's getting quite a few minutes. Eric Bledsoe, they're uh, playable at their number. Same thing with Nick Batum. Uh, pretty darn cheap, somebody that you can look at as a potential play. So not going to load up on this game, but once we get the Luka news, uh, we should have a little bit better idea of how things are going to go. All right, let's go to game two. And then again, we've got some weird times today. This is 6 p.m. Eastern. And some of the slates uh, have all four of these games. Some of them just have the three later games. You have to pay attention whether you're playing, uh, which site you're playing, and when they begin. It's the L.A. Lakers and the Detroit Pistons. Lakers minus 7.5. It's a 211.5 total. 109.5 implied for the Lakers. 102 for Detroit. Uh, Lakers are 8-9. and nine. Detroit 4-11. and 11. Injury-wise, you've got a probable Anthony Davis. We've already mentioned a questionable LeBron James, which means a little. A reason none and Reeves remain out. For Detroit, we have Killian Hayes, who's been starting at point, is questionable. So we got to keep an eye on that one. That's important news. Uh, Isaiah Stewart probable after rolling his ankle the other day. My favorite player in the league is probable again, and that's Mr. Livers. I just love the name. Um, and then Kelly Olynyk, we know, is going to be out for a while. Um, interesting game here, no question. Uh, definitely need the news. I mean, this is a news-dependent day, so we got to have one eyeball on football, one on basketball. Um, as far as statistical uh, speaking, pace, Lakers are playing fast. Russ pushes the ball. We know that uh, they're second in the league in pace. Detroit is 18th. As far as offensive efficiency, both teams bad. Lakers, a terrible 23, considering they have all the veterans. And then Detroit, somewhat expected 28th uh, with all the young fellas. Defensively, though, not so much. Lakers, 18. Uh, Detroit, 22nd in efficiency. So there is some possibility of some strong plays in this game. A lot of it's going to be dependent on you know the, the news on LeBron. But when LeBron's out, Russell Westbrook certainly a strong play at 10-2. He's been wildly inconsistent. He's had some good games, mostly bad games. It's hard to spend up for him. Uh, but, you know, if Detroit stays in the game, if it doesn't blow out and LeBron sits, I think Russell's a great piece today uh, to put in there. But all of that changes uh, if LeBron is in. After that, you know, Taylor Horton – Horton Tucker remains fairly uh, inexpensive at 5'3". Um, I think he's a great play with LeBron out. He's been absolutely 7'8", 9X. So 
you got to look at him. Anthony Davis, uh, you know, he's a little inspired recently after getting just shellacked the other night by Giannis and then sports radio and ESPN. They were all just uh, really bagging on Davis uh, for how much he got blown out by Giannis. So, you know, I, I think Davis is, is definitely playable. He is 10, six, but it's against a, a weaker a Detroit front court, especially with Isaiah Stewart questionable with his ankle. And I just don't think they have anybody to hang with him. So again, we need the news, but Davis could be a key play here. And I'm not completely against, if you really want to roll the dice, if LeBron does sit and you want to go all in, uh, Russ and AD, I think, could do well. So uh, I don't know if you play both or if you just play one with uh, THT, but I do think LA is going to be a key play here. Uh, but if LeBron does play, let's go back to that, then it just shuffles the deck completely. I'm not sure I want to play anybody. So it's that imperative to uh, to find out if he's in. I think he's going to play, by the way. Um, on the Detroit side, you know, again, we need the news on Killian Hayes. If he happens to sit, uh, I think it does raise uh, Cade Cunningham at, at 7-1. Cade probably will get some Avery Bradley defense, which is no cup of tea. That's a bit of a welcome to the NBA kind of thing. So at 7-1, not nearly the cheap price he was, he's not an automatic for me. Um, after that, I mean, Detroit is such a dumpster fire. I mean, we just need to continue to follow the news with them. Uh, Jeremy Grant has not had a good season. There's rumors he may be in some kind of trade for Ben Simmons with Philly. We'll see if that happens. Um, Sadiq Bey, just a GPP for me. He's wildly inconsistent. Now, we need to look. If Killian sits and Frank Jackson gets the start, he's really been a, a – points per minute guy he could be a great steal if he's going to get big minutes uh after that just this this game is not de definitely not my favorite uh on the slate for sure all right three games left we have some normal times of these games we have two eight o'clock and an eight thirty so no super late game tonight but we do have three prime time games that should be fun New York Knicks at Chicago Bulls, Chicago minus five. It's a 209 and a half total. We have um, 102.25 implied for the Knicks, 107.25 implied for the Chicago Bulls. In this game, um, we've got the Knicks at nine and seven, Chicago at a very impressive 11 and five. A um, couple injuries to discuss. The bigs, some of the bigs for the Knicks are all questionable. Taj Gibson, Mitch Robinson, both questionable. So it could be if they sit, it's Nerland's Noel, lock and load. Um, Obi Toppin, who's been getting quite a few minutes off the bench for them, playing some uh, four or five spot even, he is also questionable. So we need that next news. Uh, we know that uh, we've got the return of Vukovic looking like it's going to take place today. Uh, he is probable, so we need to follow that news because that definitely makes a difference. And then probable uh, for Green and out for the season, Patrick Williams. So a couple of things here to look at. Statistically speaking, we've got the Knicks 21st in pace. Chicago this is 16th. 
We do have Chicago on the first night of a back-to-back. There's only two teams. Nobody's on the second night, so that's clear. That helps any confusion. But Chicago in this game and then Phoenix in the next game are the two teams that do play tomorrow. So does that affect the Bulls' rotation? Certainly, you know, if they get Vuk back, that's going – they're going to want to ease him in or either sit him on, you know, one night of the back-to-backs being either tonight or tomorrow. So we got to follow that. Um, and then as far again, pace wise, Knicks 21, Chicago 16, not terrific. Both teams have been solid offensively with the efficiency ratings of 12 and seven defensively Knicks right in the middle of the pack at 15. Chicago has deeded up and is playing uh, sitting seventh in, in team defensive efficiency. All right, let's see, you know, how does this game pan out? The over-under is not overwhelming by any stretch, but, you know, there are some gems here. You've got uh, a poor backcourt defense, in my opinion, with uh, Walker and Fournier, uh, even though the Knicks have been able to maintain mid-level defensive rating. I think it it elevates Lonzo Ball at 6'8 and Alex Caruso at 5'1". Uh, they're both getting really solid minutes. Caruso's had several starts in a row. Now it's very possible, you know, uh, Caruso, uh, if they make a change, that could happen. But if if Vuk does start, he's going to bump Bradley out. Caruso should stay in there. Really, Caruso has sort of taken over that fifth starting spot since they lost Patrick Williams uh, for the season. They tried Javante Green a little bit and rotated a few guys, but Caruso's minutes have been safe and steady. His numbers have been good. Um, so both both guards definitely going to take a good look at uh, on the Chicago side. On, on the Knicks side, you know, Julius Randle sitting at 9-7. He's certainly the guy you want to look at first. Um, uh, this could be a very solid game for him. Um, you know, he should be the focal point. His usage should be up. He really should get it done. Uh, again, I want to see that center news because Nerland's Noel at 3-7 would be a terrific play if the other two bigs are out in Gibson and Robinson. So we'll follow that closely. Um, you know, after that, as far as rostering Knicks, I mean, I just – Burks was their leading scorer the last game. So between Walker, Fournier, Rose, Burks, and Quickly, you just have five five rotation guards, and it makes it very, very tough to want to play any of them. So looking at the bigs from the Knicks and then on the Bulls side, especially if Vuk's back, we're back in that dilemma. You know, you've got three super studs in Levine and DeRozan one, two, Vuk third, and then Lonzo Ball fourth. And now Caruso, even though he's playing that fifth uh, man in role, he does have his hands on the ball a lot. He gets assists, he hustle plays. So it makes it very hard to pick out the, you know, the strong suit here uh, as far as rostering bulls. I'm looking more in the backcourt simply because um, of the defensive rating of the Knicks backcourt. So Ball and Crusoe, as I mentioned before, I like. Kobe White is back, but they're easing him in. Uh, Desunmu still getting some minutes. Uh, they're, they're using Derek Jones Jr. Uh, quite a bit. If Vuk sits and Tony Bradley in there, but just not doing a whole lot. So uh, definitely some plays here and some, some guys we can look at. All right.
We've got another eight o'clock game. It's the Denver Nuggets at Phoenix Suns. Phoenix minus seven and a half. Uh, you've got a, a 209 and a half total. 101 implied for Denver. Nice 108.5 for Phoenix, who's playing some good ball. Um, going into this game, we know the Suns have won, I believe, 11 in a row. They're 12 and three. They started out one and three. So they're on which you would call a hot streak for sure. The Nuggets are nine and seven. Uh, they've played decent, but you know, you live and die with the news on the Joker if he's in or if he's out. There's no question. So he's questionable. The other guys we know are all out Murray, uh, Najee, and Porter for Denver, Kaminsky, Nader, and Sarge for Phoenix. Those guys are all out. So it goes, you know, it goes back to is Joker in, is Joker out? If Joker's in, Super playable. He's 11-4. I get it. But if he's in, he's in. I don't see him, uh, you know, taking any any of the uh, any of his foot feet off the gas, I should say. So the, the one thing about this game that's a little nerve wracking, Denver's the slowest paced team in the league. So we, we need to definitely uh, consider that if Joker doesn't play, by the way, I've had Aaron Gordon plugged in the last couple of games. He has really stepped up. He's playing the best he's played since they acquired him last season. And his price is right at 6'3". I think it's very fair. So, you know, obviously with the Joker in, that diminishes, but uh, something to keep in mind. Phoenix is fifth in the league in pace. So big pace up game for Denver. Uh, that helps uh, some of their guys. Offensive efficiency, Denver 20th, Phoenix 8th. Phoenix is top, top 10 in everything. But defensive efficiency, these teams have, have deed it up, hence the 209 and a half total. Uh, Denver's eighth in the league, Phoenix all the way up to third. And there was a time when they were one and three, and they were like 22nd. And I was like, uh, hey, they will be a top five defense. And I don't know how they did it this quickly, but in an 11-game stretch, they're third. So very interesting. All right, from the Nuggets side, you know, you've got Monte Morris, who in watching some of that game the other day, didn't finish. Uh, they used different guys. Bones Highland, Austin Rivers was in there. So a little concerned about the guard mix there. Uh, Barton's definitely uh, the best of the group, but he is 7'2", which stings a little bit. Uh, again, I do like the 6'3", Gordon, if Joker's out. I think Joker's possibly the pay-up guy if he's in. After that, just not a whole lot of, uh, of anything worthwhile in a cash-type a single-entry uh, tournament. Uh, on the Phoenix side, we've got, again, this is the first night of a back-to-back -back for them. So now I know Monty wants to keep things smart and long-term. He's a big-picture, you know, long-look coach that tries to not overplay his players, and that does – take Phoenix back a notch for me today. Um, you know, if the Joker sits and Phoenix has double digits leads, they're going to use their bench. There's no question about it. But if the Joker plays, it's a tight game. You're going to get a little extra out of some of these Phoenix guys. But remember, it is the first night of a back-to-back. -back. So an 8-3 Paul or an 8-6 Booker, that is a definite concern a little bit at those prices. Are they going to get full minutes? You know, we have to see. 
Mikhail Bridges has had some great games of late. He's still sub 5K at 4.8 and definitely playable. Uh, last man in possibility on a Crowder at 4.2. Um, DeAndre Ayton at 7.5. You know, not, not the greatest play in the world, but, uh, you know, we'll see. It's not also the worst. I'm not a, a, a big fan, though. Uh, JaVale McGee has just been phenomenal off the bench for them. The problem is, does he get enough minutes? And, you know, at 3-9, uh, that's pretty darn cheap if he can get you 20, you know, low 20s uh, points, which he can, not real points, DFS points, of course. Uh, Cameron Payne on a first night of a back-to-back is a really sneaky little play at 3.2. If he gets hot, he can get to his number. Uh, more of a GPP, but I do like him today. Um, you know, after that, though, it's just, you know, it's not a stack of game for me either. I think, you know, mid-level guys uh, are very interested here. The Bartons, Bridges, even if you go super cheap, the McGee's, Payne's, uh, and Gordon's. So uh, definitely want some exposure there, but it's not going to be my key game by any stretch. All right, last game, 8.30. So early night for NBA people. We can actually get some sleep. Um, we've got the Toronto Raptors at the Golden State Warriors. Golden State just absolutely on fire. They're uh, minus nine and a half. A nice over under here, 217 and a half. Implied for Toronto, 104. Golden State, 113 and a half. We know that Golden State has the best record in the league at 14 and two. Toronto is trying to even the ledger here and get to nine and nine with a win uh, on the road. Uh, big news on the questionable side, OG Ananobi, who missed the last game, is actually questionable here. That makes a huge difference. Uh, we definitely need that news. Uh, Watanabe, Watanabe, I always say both just in case. Um, he is probable. As far as the Golden State side, you have Bielitsa and Gary Payton II, both probable. Otto Porter Jr. is now elevated to questionable, so we'll keep an eye on him. We know Iguodala, Thompson, and Wiseman are out. All right, statistically speaking in this game, we've got 24th-paced Toronto, 8th-paced Golden State, so definitely a pace-up situation for the Raptors. Uh, efficiency on offense, Toronto tough, I think, at 11. Golden State second. They've been just Absolutely amazing, especially Curry. Then defensive efficiency, Toronto 19th, a little lower than expected. And Golden State has been the top defensive team in the league pretty much the entire season thus far. All right, as far as players here, let's take a look. Van Vliet at 7-9, certainly in play. Great pace-up game. Curry and Poole are not the best defenders. I think Gary Trent as well. I like both backcourt players for the Raptors, Van Vliet at 7-9 and Trent at 6-2. Uh, don't know if I'd play both, but certainly interested there. Um, if Ananobi plays, I think that you know he is uh, somebody that you can consider. I don't know if he'll be on a, a restriction. We'll have to watch that. If he's out, it elevates Scotty Barnes a bit at 6-5. Uh, and Siakam at 8-4, although Siakam's been up and down like the stock market. It's it's very hard to uh, get him on the exact game. Now, again, they're going against the number one defense in the league, too. 
So that uh, is also concerning. As far as the bench goes, if Birch, Achua, McKay, Luke, Banton, Boucher, if they're all in, which they are as of right now, uh, they're all getting minutes, but not enough to be viable on a five-game uh, DFS slate. Uh, do you spend up for Curry at 11-2? It's an island game for them. I don't see why not. Um, you know, unless the Joker plays or, you know, we just have to see what that uh, pans out to be. But Curry with a little rest, uh, with, you know, not having a defensive stopper on the Toronto side really to get him, I think is is worth the 11-2. So he is, as of right now, with all these guys, if they were all out, the big money guys, Curry would be the logical payup and probably somebody that I'd go to. I think you always have a, a good chance with a backup uh, in pool at 7K. Uh, he will get minutes and he can get to his number. A little volatile, so you have to be careful there. Uh, Wiggins had a really nice game last time uh, at 7-3, but his usage plummets uh, You know when you get Curry and Draymond on the floor. Neither one of them played the last time out. Uh, Draymond at 6-6 is at a price where he's playable. Uh, he certainly can get statistics in every category. And again, he's rested. So certainly a play. Not interested in Looney, Lee, Peyton, the second, you know, possibly at 4-2. But again, you know, you don't want to overreact to that last game where you took Curry and Green out. And, you know, it was a situation where Poole and Wiggins did really well. Now, Peyton didn't do very well. So there's going to be a lot of people ticked off at him, but not really interested there. Uh, you know, Bielitsa made a lineup or two of mine last time because Green was out, but not going to go that deep. So, in essence, that is the five-game slate. I think that it it's definitely a slate that we can ha- make some profit today. Uh, there are some some really strong plays, uh, but uh, you know, the majority of it is going to be all news dependent because it's the key guys on these teams uh, that are in, have that distinction of questionable. So if you want to not have to follow it, you know, minute by minute, uh, join us at DFSCoachTalk.com. I'll be posting all the NBA news as it breaks throughout the day and night. And we'll also set up our lineup. So if we have to pivot from anybody, uh, we'll be able to do that as well in the three later games. No super late games, so it'll all those changes will be for the 8 and 8.30 p.m. Eastern games. So that is it, my friends. I hope that that really helps you build your NBA lineup. I hope you have a chance to listen to this between all of the football games today. And uh, hopefully we just do the clean sweep, get the little broom out there like we do uh, in our Discord and sweep both football and basketball and golf. We have some... Uh, Andrew, my playing partner there, has some fantastic golf lineups. He's still riding his hole-in-one the other day in real life. So he's uh, he's taking that to his golf squad today. So let's root all those in, get out the broom here at Coach Talk and get it done. We'd love to have you join in with us uh, again. So dive in. If you, if you have some questions, uh, you can look us all up. We're at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. We'd love to answer those questions as well. So have a wonderful Sunday. Enjoy the the weekend here. Uh, We've got Turkey Day coming up this week, which will be fun. So uh, get yourselves locked in. Let's build some bankroll so we have some uh, 
we can get after big time this week with all the great uh, football and basketball. All right. Appreciate it. Have a great day. We'll see you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.